on Friday, we talked about Rush and uh, Luke being angry at birds. And it was pretty entertaining way to, <laughs> to get our minds off um, the what happened on Tuesday night. So if you want to go back and listen to that, that's a lot of fun. But it's Monday now, so we're going to give you a recap of last week's TBTL. My name is Mike Frizzell. I live in a glass case of insects in Kyle, Texas. Uh, and I can't do this all by myself. So uh, I've got a couple people along with me today. My two favorite co-hosts, don't tell anyone, um, just up north of me on the most dangerous stretch of I-35 or most dangerous stretch of freeway in the world, really. And that's I-35 is uh, Meredith. She's in Dallas, Texas. Hello, Meredith. Hey, Mike. And from the stick of butter studios. I don't know if it's stick of butter or stick of butter. Maybe she'll straighten us out sometime. But uh, from way up I-35 in New Brighton, Minnesota is Ann Lundholm. Hello, Ann. Hey, Mike. It's been an amazing week, hasn't it? I am so excited that we have our first woman president. Uh, Ann. Um, no, it's great. And, and that we flipped the House and the Senate to Democratic control. Um, That's so great. And we're going to um, confirm Merrick Garland right away, I assume. And so I don't see how things can be looking any brighter for this country. Oh, and on a personal note, I wanted to thank everyone for their well wishes. Um, Justin Trudeau and I are very happy. <laughs> um, wow. I think we're going to spend a lot of time in Ottawa, especially when the Canadian Parliament's in session. But I, I do plan to get back to the States a lot because I don't want to be away from my best friend, Tina Fey, for too long. So things are really going well with me. How are you guys? Oh, it's worse than we thought, apparently, oh Meredith. This is uh, some serious denial. She's lost it. <laughs> She's really lost it. She, she and Justin Trudeau are braiding each other's hair. <laughs> His hair is almost long enough to braid. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Put him in some little cornrows. He'll be so hip. Tragically, yeah. even. Yeah. Well, this is one way to deal with reality. I'm, I'm up here. I'm, I'm building an elaborate fantasy world for myself <laughs> that I, I plan to inhabit for the next mm, four years. I can't say I'm not jealous. I, yeah. mean, I, th I wish I'd thought of it. I'm still just mad. <laughs> I'm just mad all the time. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to do a little LRB business. Hopefully we'll get uh, somebody with a butterfly net to throw over Anne over at her place and get her under control. <laughs> we'll do the weekend review. We have some housekeeping and, of course, the ways to get involved. Merry Christmas and welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We're a twice weekly show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. My name is Mike Frizzell, podcasting from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room at the Ranch in Manchac, Texas. And we have a pretty strict schedule of TBTL recaps on Mondays and themed or guested shows on Fridays. But this Monday happens to be Christmas, so you're getting the gift of a pod member to remember episode two. Everybody loves Anne. Yes, that means the second in an occasional series of clip shows of our own show. And this one is all about the real star of the show, the real engine of the show, Anne Lindholm. I can't do this task all by myself. 
Uh, so today I'm joined from NORAD Studios in Linwood, Washington. It's the Icicle Lady, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. <laughs> Hello, Mike. <laughs> feeling very festive. I'm feeling feeling like Christmassy. Are you, are you drinking some nog? Yeah, just nonstop nogging over here. <laughs> um, Christy is going to explain to us what explain what we're doing here. I've never done a clip show, so she'll be explaining it to me as we go along too. We'll play the clips. We'll keep a little house, tell you how to get involved, and send you back to your family to argue about politics. Christy, <laughs> I think this series of shows, just like LRB as a whole, was your idea, was it not? I think so. Basically, last year, we were scrambling for shows and people have to be off so much that I was like, why don't we just do a best of and ask people to submit those while they happen. So we started to get um, a bunch. But what I noticed is a theme is that most people love when Anne goes on rants, when she has life lessons for us, um, just drops just normally just fall out of her mouth all the time. And uh, so I just noticed a theme that everybody seems to love Anne and the things that she says. And so um, she doesn't even know that this show is happening we did it very secret although she's editing it so she knows before she'll know by now (laughs) everyone she doesn't know she knows now now, but she'll (laughs) she'll know as you hear this she knows yeah (laughs) so um i wanted to put together all of the and gems that everybody has submitted throughout this year to um to do a clip show about well the one at the top was pretty amazing um yes that technically was last year, so I put it at the top, but I still love it so much. It put a smile on her face. I think, if if I remember right, and I could be totally wrong, Bobby and I had done a show with Eddie in Houston um, following the election, right mm-hmm. the day after the election, and there was yes. definitely a cloud over over that show. I mean, it was a nice, we, we kind of got out of it, and we, we, we enjoyed it for an hour and a half, but... Um, and when we came on the recap that week, did that, and it was it was such a great palate cleanser for us. It was like, it's okay, we're gonna laugh, we're gonna laugh through this whole thing, and then we'll just laugh at the president for the next four years if he makes it that far. Um, so it was much appreciated. I didn't I didn't think to do it, but Anne always thinks about these little details and how how to make everyone everyone a little bit happier. I like to think that there's some universe in which she's braiding Justin Trudeau's hair, though. <laughs> and Hillary is president. <laughs> yeah, she um, <clears throat> she's really hot for Justin Trudeau, Yeah, turns out. <laughs> and other people, which we'll learn later on in the show. <laughs> Spoiler. Well, you mentioned the, the term rant. And and there, I, I saw one person wrote in and and said that anytime that Mike rants about anything and that that's fine. That's just one person who likes my rants. Everybody loves every time Anne does any rant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yes. I'm sure there are rants of mine that people are like, Oh, get over it. You shut up. That's not the case with Anne. When she starts getting worked up, people are like, she's the woman of the people. And, <laughs> and I, I'm not to call her a populist because that's an insult at this point. But uh, but people connect with with Anne uh, more than any of us, I think. I agree. So should we get to the clips? Absolutely. You're going to do the first one? Yes. Okay. The first one um, was submitted by multiple people. Um, This is Anne's rant about 
pizza fingers. Let's listen to it and then come back. Uh, the next piece of business is something that I put in uh, because I have something to say about pizza towels. Uh, I wasn't on the recap last week uh, because I agreed to go back to my old second job and do inventory with them. And when they asked me a month ago, I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like fun. I would love to see my friends. And then the day before inventory, I was like, shit, why did I agree to do this? Inventory sucks. Yeah, and it, it turned out that I had a ton of things to say last week about the show. But I can't let this pizza towel thing go. <laughs> About Luke confessing that when he's ordering in pizza at the hotel and he doesn't have any napkins, then he's fine to use a hotel towel. And Andrew seems to think that that also is an acceptable solution. And that is 100% not okay with me. I'm sorry. Are you adults or are you five? Do you make so much of a mess when you're shoveling pizza in your mouth, Cookie Monster style? You have to have a freaking towel to wipe your hands. You can't just pick up a slice and put it in your mouth and then at the end go wash your hands in the sink or use a Kleenex for God's sake. Be grown men and deal with it. I don't and know, Ann. Um, I've discussed this with Emily. We've both done the pizza towel thing. No, in, uh, not okay. <laughs> Bobby, care to weigh in? Uh, I've done some pretty embarrassing things alone in hotel rooms when options were limited. Wings? What are you going to do about those <laughs> wings? You using some Kleenex? <laughs> or between wings, washing your hands in the sink? What's going on with the with the wings, Bobby? I will actually say I have reached a point where I will keep uh, a stash of paper towels in my suitcase. Yes. Yeah, if you think about it in advance, yeah, that's that's ideal. But, I mean, who's thinking about the wings they're going to order at one thirty in the morning when they're packing their suitcase? Well, All right, me. a couple of things from that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, sorry. Sorry, I, I forgot who I was talking to. One, Bobby's who's always, a grown-up. Who's always thinking about ordering wings at one thirty in the morning? Bobby's a grown-up. And also, okay. there is no need to be ordering pizza at 2 a.m. in your hotel room. Well, also oh, fuck part- yeah, there's nothing else. No. What are you going to do? No. <laughs> You're going to sleep in the bed. You should be an adult and figure out your meal times earlier so that you don't have to be stuffing your pizza fingers into your pizza face <laughs> at 2 in the morning. Pizza and I've fingers. come up... I've come up with a new rule, a new like life rule for people, and this this applies to men. Anne's got me. I'm going full monthly, Anne. <laughs> Pizza fingers. Oh god. I have a rule that applies to men, and when I tell you what it is, I think you'll see why I phrase it like that. Although, ladies, feel free to adopt this. I want you when you're going to do something like this pizza towel monstrosity think to yourself would justin trudeau do this shit because i want to bang him and i do not want to bang you if you're going to use pizza towels this you is you would wipe you would wipe the pizza sauce off justin trudeau's chest <laughs> at <laughs> at 2:30 in the morning i guarantee it with a towel if I found out that he was doing this, he would become markedly less attractive to me. 
I might uh, still want to wow. bang him. I'm not going to lie. I, but I got to say, and, uh, and please, everybody, whole LRB community, weigh in on this, men and women. Um, have you done this? Have you used uh, towels as napkins in a hotel room? <laughs> I'm not uh, okay with it. I'm going to be in Canada next week, next weekend, and so, and I'll be in a hotel room, and so I may be in a poutine fingers situation. Yep. And I'll be sure to report back on what Justin Trudeau would do. Uh, <laughs> napkins are not, I mean, they're readily available, and, no, I'm sorry, nap, not napkins, but tissues are readily available in the room. Napkins are never, and tissues are not good for, for, uh food consumption because they tear off right yeah oh they're definitely not optimal but you know what you could do you could lick your fingers if you're shamefully alone in your hotel you think room that's there's nothing better? to stop that yeah huh then using a hotel towel oh yes and i've never disagreed with you more on a subject than this <laughs> you go ahead and don't waste any of that pizza sauce Lick it right off, and then when you're done eating, go wash your hands like a normal person. Then you'd have to get off the bed. <laughs> well, there are sacrifices that have to be made in this solution life lesson that I I've mean, come up with. It's already 2.30. I'm finished with my pizza. One quick wipe with the towel, and I'm out. I realize that that 20 feet to the bathroom is really a challenge at that point in the night. It's dark. I might stub my toe, my remaining big toe. <laughs> Screw that. Wait, what's Bobby doing in your hotel room? That's a different question <laughs> for a different time. There was that one night, though. In Yes, uh, yes there was. Yeah. We'll always have that in Bothell. <laughs> that day's in in Bothell. Uh, All right, um, I'm finished with it, but I feel very strongly. I'm just glad that you called me a grown-up in the clear. because I'm And you're wrong! <laughs> it bothers me! <laughs> I think just flat out Anne is a better person than any of us um, because she's, she's wrong about this. Um, she's, she's just wrong because you don't have anything else really to clean up within your hotel that's effective except the, the towels. And I never got a chance to ask you this, Christy. Mm-hmm. Have you used towels uh, as mealtime or, you know, washcloths or same yeah. thing? In a hotel, yes, because your choice is tissues that are one ply mm-hmm. nothingness that disintegrate as soon as you touch it, or a towel. And if yeah. they didn't want you to use those hand towels to clean your hands, they would put paper towels in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they usually give you a, a ton of towels, you know, like, how many showers am I going to be taking? Let's use a right. couple of these to <laughs> clean myself up. So, I mean, of course, if you're getting room service, which I don't because I'm a cheap bastard, but they'll give you napkins. And so I'd, I'd use those, obviously. Or if you're bringing food like fast food or takeout or whatever, you'll have napkins in that situation. But if you just go to the store and you have snacks, you're yeah. you're going to use the towels. Right. And I mean, good delivery people will bring you napkins when they're delivering to a hotel. Mm-hmm. But that's that's about a 50% shot, you know? that they have to be thinking about you in advance because they don't take napkins when they deliver to your home. So they have to go, okay, I'm delivering to a hotel. I'm going to take this person some, some, uh, you know, some flatware or whatever and some napkins or whatever. Um, so yeah, while I disagreed with her vehemently, 
mm-hmm. about this. I I think she's coming from a place as a better person. And then of course, Bobby, who nobody thinks more about food uh, than Bobby. Of course, he packs paper towels in his luggage. But can we talk about that? That's kind of strange, right? <laughs> I have never heard of anybody doing that before. <laughs> I would like to see his suitcase. It must be giant, first of all, from all the things, because every time something like this comes up, he's like, oh, I always pack a couple in my suitcase. I bring those when I'm traveling. Does he actually bring any clothes? I I should have looked in his suitcase when we stayed <laughs> together. I, I will tell you this, though. When we got back to the hotel, it was very late at night, and he got out a Ziploc bag of some sort of a mixed snack mix that he brought uh, from home. You know, So <laughs> he packed some snacks. I don't know about the paper towels, but... But, uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not blaming him. I just have never heard of this, and I do want to see all the supplies that he brings into a suitcase. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, coming from an airline family, I need to be able to pack two weeks of of clothes in multiple climates in a backpack. So mm-hmm. I don't know anything about snack mixes and uh, paper towels and all that stuff being in a in luggage. But to each his own, I, I have- guess. I've packed uh, snacks in in my luggage before, but not not stuff that I'd concocted at home. You know, just non non temperature sensitive uh, stuff like granola bars and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because trying to avoid having to order the pizza and wings at one thirty, right in the morning, or a twenty five dollar slice of pizza at the airport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But can we talk about co- pizza cookie monster? That's my best. I I just envision that Luke and Andrew just chowing down on pizza, like smearing it all over their face, like Cookie Monster. But also now I'm hungry for pizza. Yeah, so am I, even though I ate a couple hours ago. (laughs) Some seemingly whenever we do this show, we start talking about food and I get hungry no matter whether I've eaten or not. I I don't know why we didn't do a poll on the LRB page about this, because I get the feeling that Anna's completely on an island here. Um, I'm not accusing her of lying because she would never lie, but I'm accusing anyone else who would have voted on her side of this poll of being a liar because they're not yeah, better so, than us like she is. <laughs> no one is better than us. Um, we should put this poll up now because yeah. we've re-brought it up. Yeah. I need we'll satisfaction on this. Cause... And tell the truth. Tell the truth. Don't try right. to kiss up to Anne or be better a better person. If you've ever used a hand towel in a hotel to wipe your fingers for food, then you're one of us. Mm-hmm. And then she suggested licking your fingers is better. I don't what? Uh, uh-uh. oh I'm not a I'm not mm-hmm. a finger licker myself. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't hold it against those who do it in the privacy of their own homes, but uh, it's it's not a gig of mine. I want to wipe my fingers. I don't want to lick them. Yeah, agree. Justin Trudeau, of course, gets a mention. <laughs> And she she doesn't say that she won't lick pizza sauce off Justin Trudeau's bare chest right. in lieu of a washcloth. I like when she said, "I don't I don't want to bang you if you use towels for pizza fingers." Mm-hmm. But she had to make an exception. She'd be like, "Right, well, just There's I want to exception. bang him slightly less." <laughs> <clears throat> well, she um she she does rant. Um, we're, I think we're in like the. Uh, the three, the trilogy of Anne rants right now. And the second also involves uh, fingers. So uh, let's hit that clip. 
Luke sees uh, a lot of bad hygiene in, in airports. He brings that up, and, and it's a it's a theme throughout the week because there's emails later on. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of b- bad hygiene everywhere. He's just noticing guys walking out <laughs> of the bathroom without washing their hands. This is... This is uh, this is something that's been happening a long time. And and is it as common with women as it is with men? Because I think like one out of every four guys walks out of the restroom without washing their hands. Um, by chance, I just had this exact conversation with one of my male coworkers a few weeks ago, and he was telling me all the guys who don't wash their hands. Like he's naming names for me of the guys who don't wash their hands <laughs> oh, no. in the bathroom at work. And then he says to me, "So which women?" And I said, no women. And he said, what are you talking about? You're lying. And I said, I have never seen a woman leave our bathroom at work without washing her hands. Never. Mm. I'm sure it does happen occasionally, but it's pretty rare. So, so among women, it's, it's remarkable. And Christy actually has a coworker who doesn't wash her hands. And that's (laughs) the, you know, like guys, yeah, there's probably five guys in every office of any size that don't don't wash their hands after they're done. But this woman, because it's so remarkable, Christy calls this woman shit hands. And actually, she doesn't work there anymore. It calls the woman shit hands. And uh, the woman walks out of the bathroom and then dips into like the M&M's bowl you know, at the reception desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, just rifles through uh, all of the snacks, all the public snacks. If you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't want this to be your moniker behind your back, just wash your hands. Well, it's that easy. I can't believe that Andrew says, <clears throat> excuse me, Andrew says he thinks that you cannot point to direct harm that comes from not washing hands. Have you never heard of E. coli? Come on. Or just mm-hmm. pink eye. I mean, there's yeah, a I've wide range eye. of disgusting stuff. <laughs> I've had pink eye a couple of times. Like um, the last time was I used to judge these DECA competitions, which are just high school marketing clubs. And, and the kids would come present something to you. And part of the whole thing is they have to shake your hand and look you in the eye. And, you know, there's a whole protocol of it. And you go through a day shaking hands with, you know, 25 high schoolers. And then you touch your eye. <laughs> like the next day <laughs> was torture. Uh yeah, that's a real thing. I'm glad I haven't had E. coli, but uh, pink eye is nothing to fool around with either. So, Well, and here's the thing. Uh, the bacteria and the germs and whatever, uh, we all have to deal with that in our lives, right? You can say that probably the dirtiest thing you ever touch is a dollar bill. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it's penis fingers. I do not want to touch <laughs> your penis fingers. And I do not want to touch anything that your penis fingers have touched. That means doors. That means chairs. That means desks. That means the remote control on the monitor in the conference room. I don't want to touch your Mm -hmm. penis fingers. Uh, Please note, subscribe now for LRB extra content for our 10-minute tangent about the Edward Scissorhands porn (laughs) reboot titled Penis Fingers. Steve Penis Fingers. Yesterday, <clears throat> Jeremy wa- wandered into the chat and said that like not washing your hands after peeing is not so bad because pee is sterile, which Meredith immediately slapped down with science. Uh, that that uh, there are all kinds of there's a there's a whole ecosystem going on in your in your privates that you shouldn't be sharing. 
with the world. And I was thinking that if I if I were Edward Penis Fingers, uh, I wouldn't want to shake hands with Jeremy because like at least three of my urethras would be infected immediately. I believe it was Steve. Steve Penis Fingers. Thank you. <laughs> right. Steve Penis Fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, at least he, okay. he could go on workman's comp though because that's oh, those, ha- those yeah, hands are his livelihood <laughs> sure <laughs> those he can't he can't work on the set in van nuys anymore right till that clears up okay mike this had so many great drops of Anne within it <laughs> just hurry like, i don't want to touch your penis fingers mike's laughing was so great um yep. I went full Muttley. <laughs> I love when she, her and a coworker were trying to gossip about people. And he's like, so here's all the people that don't wash their hands. And, and he's like, no, what about the women? She's like, literally none of them. Because mm-hmm. that is gross. <laughs> yeah, I would be totally in favor of an alarm system. You know, that, that uh, it, like when, when you try to walk out the, store with an item you haven't bought and it's chipped <laughs> like and a camera that picks up somebody who comes especially out of a stall and doesn't stop at the sink at least for 10 seconds that just an alarm goes off a spotlight goes on that person <laughs> not not before they leave the bathroom but right after they get out of the bathroom you know oh just they, so, so if they pass the threshold it goes off yeah mm-hmm mm-hmm Hmm. In public places, and and I think maybe maybe federally mandated in in workplaces of more than twenty people. <laughs> well, what I'd like to know is, so she's known for every Monday she brings some kind of baked snack situation, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if she judges the people that she knows doesn't wash their hands. I mean, she has a list of them now. Hmm. Like, does yeah, she say, yeah. mm, this cookie's for you. Please don't touch the other ones. Yeah, because some people are touchers. Like, <clears throat> I just noticed this for the, fir- for the first time the other day. No, actually, I won't say that. Um, my stepson, Cullen, is a, he's a food toucher. Like, if I made some food and he comes home and, you know, he's, I, I tell him there's leftovers, he opens it up and touches it, whatever it is. And hmm. I'm like, what is that? And I, I'd forgotten about that. And then a couple weeks ago, I got some uh, pepperoni rolls from um, the place I used to work at because they're goddamn delicious. We all love them. And there were a bunch in there, and he'd he'd gotten something different. And I knew, I could tell he would want a pepperoni roll. So I said, mm-hmm. "Hey, help yourself. Get, get yourself a pepperoni roll or two. He opened the box and touched all seven of the pepperoni rolls, and then picked mm-hmm. up the one he wanted. <laughs> does he have penis fingers? He does not. Thank God. Okay, because he he diligently washes his hands he's a he's a fanatic about it but i thought right then what if that office of ann's has has food touchers and they also happen some of them happen to be penis fingers that's i i bet the venn diagram of penis fingers and food touchers is almost a complete circle minus colon okay good (laughs) thanks thanks for reassuring me No, I do want to make one small correction is that you said that I I invented the nickname for my old coworker um shit hands. It's actually shit snacks and Emily came up with the name. Hmm. Because she was 
she she was out of work at the time. And so I would send her little funny things about the crazy things that my coworkers did during the day. And she would come up with like funny nicknames for them or, you know, Christian ask questions. Pants, is that hers? Christian, or- Christian pants. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> both, both those people are gone. So, <laughs> but, um, so the reason she came up with shit snacks is one doesn't wash hands. Second part is the snacks that this person would eat were the plain M&Ms and the cashews. And mm-hmm. Emily said, those are shitty snacks also. So it all comes together. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. But I knew I just like completely would wipe those down with Lysol a lot more than the rest and just kind of steer people away from like, hey, maybe you don't have that. <laughs> yeah. How about I just uh, get a pack of M&Ms and eat them at my desk? Right. <laughs> I don't have to worry about getting... Right. Ugh, that's so that's so terrible. <laughs> Once you see someone do something like that, you can't think of anything else. You nope. you almost can't even hear what they're saying while they're doing stuff. No. You're just you're just looking at their hands going, Oh, she touched that. Oh, oh, she touched that. Oh no. Oh, okay, she didn't touch that. Okay, that's still good. You know? Yeah. Well, and going back to the last clip, we do have a finger licker. So he'll eat a bag of Doritos while talking to you uh-huh. in a meeting. And then lick each one of his fingers loudly. No, 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 no. I don't need to do that impression because it will drive everyone insane. And then he sits there. He doesn't then go wash his hands. So maybe that's why I'm a little bit, we don't lick our fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing is, even if you're on the occasions where I would lick my fingers, I'm still going to wipe them on a, a hotel right. towel or whatever else. Then you wash them, right. Yes. They gotta, they gotta be washed. You can't just lick them and then think that's it. That's good. I'm gonna go back to typing on my keyboard. Right. It's insanely well, that's gross. That's what he does. Okay. Well, I'm not hungry anymore. We cured that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I I know Jeremy's working twenty hour days. I wish we could have him on to defend himself over thinking that um, penis fingers from just just uh, touching the junk was okay. No. No. Is he, does he still no. feel that way? What did he say privately? Did he say, oh, you know, Meredith really turned me around on this? Or do you think he was resentful and still feels he's in the right? I like to just imagine that he's washing his hands a lot during the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to keep that. It could be not true, but I don't want to think about anyone's penis fingers. <laughs> yeah, especially your husband's. Right. Having having <laughs> penis fingers. But if your if your husband's name is Steve Penis Fingers, you really have to expect at right. least eight of them. You have to. <laughs> yeah. And and just wonder why did his parents name him that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. When they came over at Ellis Island, someone should have just said, "Oh, all right, we're not having this in the U.S." Also, there has to be some kind of alternative porn called Penis Fingers, right? I'm not going to Google it, but feel free to do that. <laughs> Yeah, but all the girls would have to get so close together. I don't know if it would even work. <laughs> I don't know. You thought way more than than me. Well, I, no, I just I just thought of it, but now I'm even less hungry. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next one. This is another beautiful Anne rant. The the last um, in the Anne rant trilogy. The, is it? Let me look. Yep, you're right. <laughs> This is when she 
tells Andrew to put your ass on the seat. <laughs> Let's take a listen. Top Story Tuesday is about um, English soccer prop bets, um, the weird things that people bet on, and specifically uh, a story about a reserve goalkeeper who, in a game against Arsenal, was caught sitting on the sidelines eating a meat pie, uh, which made for a great picture, and then the realization that there were actually odds on him doing that at 8-1, to one, uh, which he was perfectly ready to admit he knew about uh, and uh, was making the most <laughs> of. I don't know anything about <laughs> soccer or sports, and I still know that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're talking about a team where the reserve goalkeeper is also the guy who uh, hoovers and not ho- hovers. Got hovers. so many people. <laughs> Oof. Oh, yeah. I got I have to say about that, I did post this on our, our Facebook page. Um, but if, for people that didn't see it, uh, everybody that got mad at Luke for saying hovering instead of hoovering, it was actually listed as hovering in the caption for the photo. So I'm giving Luke a little bit of a break on that. The, yeah. the mistake was further up the line than him. I still think that he it's should generous. know that, that when you say hoovering, you mean vacuuming in a British mm-hmm. culture. But, you know, he didn't know that. So whatever. He was just reading what was written. So, you know, this guy's out there dicening the the benches or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> when he's not reserve goalkeeping, but not anymore because he has either quit or been fired. I don't remember. Right. Um, I, the story here was really just people gamble on fun things and he ate a meat pie, which is funny because he's a big fat goalie. Right. Yeah. They, um, the British people just have such a way with words. I think their his own club's nickname for him was the roly poly goalie. <laughs> <laughs> And I think he was, he's 40 something. I think they said 46 years old and he weighs around 320 pounds. So uh, this isn't exactly like an elite sports team. <laughs> I think it was Mike who put in our notes at some point, the big fat goalie friends clip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'd say the most dazzling part of Tuesday is the voicemail from a listener calling from a pristine public mall bathroom at the lehigh valley mall first user of the day still has blue water in the toilet just wanted to share that moment of joy with us thank you that is a great moment i appreciated it (laughs) i thought it was pretty great yeah uh luke notes that he is a fan of the toilet seat covers at o'hare because they have that plastic sleeve that automatically rotates to a Ideally, theoretically, a fresh set of plastic for every user. Um, I've only ever seen that in one place ever, but it's actually a TBTL relevant place, uh, which is the Second Avenue Deli in New York. Oh, the men's room in there has it. And I forget every time I'm there until I go in there that it has it. And then I'm delighted. Um, and of course, there's an episode of TBTL that was recorded there, which we've talked about on a previous LRB as well. That is one of my more favorite TBTL moments, and it just made me think of that. Uh, it's unfortunate when I think of one of my favorite restaurants in New York City and then think about the toilet immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, Andrew is skeptical of this rotating plastic uh, and says that instead he makes a Jenga out of toilet paper. For God's sakes. Here's what I wrote as my note. Put your ass on the seat. Put your ass on the seat. I put my ass on the seat. It's fine. I've never gotten anything. Well, no one's going to get any disease. You know, that the, the likelihood of that is so incredibly tiny. My only problem is if there's water. I don't want to sit on something wet. No. Water uh-huh. or worse. You wipe that off. Yes. Yes. Right. 
You have to clean it first. But yeah, I have no problem unless it's like horrifically disgusting. Then I'll hover. But for the most part, it's fine to just excuse me. It. You'll Hoover. I'll Hoover. Yes, you're right. You're right. Hoover over the. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nobody makes more fun of Andrew for being a baby than me until Anne does it. And <laughs> and it's like she has it bottled up, or there's just certain things. Andrew being a baby, uh, according to you, that's just like a slow build. It's all the time. Like basically everything he does, <laughs> you you make fun of. But yeah. for some reason, it Anna just one thing just <laughs> she goes for it. This was the toilet seat too far, and uh, I think what what bothers me about it is anybody who thinks about it logically, even for a second, is going to know that this is a matter, like sitting on a toilet seat is a matter of, unless somebody has smeared shit or urine on the seat, if it's just water and you wipe it off, mm-hmm. you're, what you're talking about is a matter of dirty versus sweaty. Dirty being germs, right? Dirty being mm-hmm. potential disease. Whereas the worst the worst thing actual ass cheeks ever do is get sweaty. So <laughs> if you've ever been on an exercise machine after someone, mm-hmm. that's it's it's just like sitting your ass on a toilet seat. It's you're not gonna get sick from it. It's just and also if if uh, now I'm getting mad. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was it Meredith in the clip or or yes. The the that says no one is ever going to get sick from from putting their unless ass you're on the licking toilet. it, right. you're not going to get sick from it, <laughs> right? You're, or touching your ass it with your bare hand and putting it in your mouth, right? right. <laughs> your ass cheeks aren't going to absorb any of this stuff. So, and honestly, the people hoovering over the seats are the reason why they're gross, right? They're the ones getting poo splatter and pee all over the place. Like the guy that um, flushes the toilet seat with his um, with his foot. Foot, yeah, yeah. So you, you just did in pee puddle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, now you've made the problem. You've made what might have not been a problem a problem, and whatever if it already was a problem, now you've made it worse. How about just a little toilet paper if you're scared of the handle? Just a little toilet paper. Right. <laughs> well, and I I just. Why can't we just have some blind faith in the plastic that goes around? Even if it's recycling itself, come on, let's just give it up. I've only seen that like in a video or on TV or something. It looks oh, pretty okay. good. It looks pretty efficient. I yeah. don't know why you would doubt it. You know, I don't need it. I never used the ass gaskets in the first place, those stupid paper ones, unless there was no toilet paper. <laughs> right. I think we've all been in that fucking situation. Yeah. <laughs> nightmare so situation. Worse. Like what? Oh, oh well. And why here... isn't that the thing we check first? I know. I mean, <laughs> I know you would think, right? Yeah. Um, and it, the the big fat goalie not only brought me to mind of of um <laughs> the character on Friends. Which one was that? Um, Monica was I the big fat goalie. So yeah. Okay. I think so. Uh, there was a um. There was a big fat quarterback that went to the University of Kentucky and later played for the Giants, New York Giants. And um, his name was Jared Lorenzen. And they didn't call him big fat quarterback 
Uh, he was left-handed, so they called him the hefty lefty. Oh. And it was so fun to watch him play because I was I was really fat at the time, too. And I was like, hey, <laughs> there's hope. I can go play quarterback. <laughs> I could be right? a quarterback. <laughs> and he, he, of course, predictably ate his way out of the league. He got even so fat that he couldn't even hardly play anymore. But there are still videos of him as of just a few years ago, like playing recreationally in semi-pro. And he... Had ballooned up even farther. He he had been at about probably three fifty or so when he was playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He was at least five hundred to six hundred pounds when I was watching these semi pro games, but could still sling that ball. You know, hmm. if you could get to him in time to pull the flag or or tackle him or knock him over, um, you're great. But if you don't, he was going to beat you because he still had that arm. It seems like they would have given him a personal trainer or something. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, if if you if you you know if you're that addicted to food or something, I mean, he's mm-hmm. probably just cheating on whatever, on whatever diet they right. put him on. So, poor guy. Anyway, he made it to the NFL, which is more than more than any any right. any of us uh, schmoes <laughs> yeah. do. All right, uh, love those rants. Keep them coming mm-hmm. in. I I never try to goad her into them. In fact, I never really know when they're coming. Um. <laughs> That's what makes them so so delightful, and that's well, especially how you a... with the pizza fingers. That what she reserved that rant for a whole week, right? And right. then she distilled it, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's one thing that that she will do is when she she has the week off and there's something that really chaps her hide. She not only will bring it up and make sure that she talks about it, she will have fully formed thoughts and notes and. You know, even more so than than a spur of the moment or I'm sorry, uh, than being on the recap itself with her regular notes. She will be prepared to rant. So (laughs) it's scary. You just got to get out of the way. Right. (laughs) That's why, you know, I I, I didn't really I mean, the 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 synopsis says that I argued with Anne over the pizza fingers, but I didn't really argue as 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 much as I disagree. You know, I disagreed mm-hmm. vehemently with her, and I and I feel like if she had been making up her opinion in the moment and wasn't prepared, I probably would have tried to argue with her more. But I feel like she was going to destroy me if right. I. Had. <laughs> she was just better. She came better to the fight, fresher to the fight, I guess, than I did. I guess I just I just didn't know to be ashamed of what I was doing. Maybe that's it. <laughs> Right. I mean, Emily, I, Emily and I talk about it all the time. You know, she'll be at a hotel and, and I'll say, hey, what do you got over there? And she'll be like, oh, I got some chicken and I'm just wiping, wiping my face with the towel. <laughs> with the towel. <laughs> but of course you are. What else is there to do? <clears throat> all right. Now we get to a, a sweeter moment. Um, this is a, a show, um, a recap where we had a guest host that was uh Ellen, one of our favorite people. Uh, I really love Ellen, but I think I just really like Ellen. But I love her dog Archer. I can when people have good dogs, I can never tell how much I I like them and and how much it's about the dog. So anyway, that's the third voice that uh, you're hearing in this um, clip about uh, not friend of the show because I don't think he's ever appeared on a TBTL, but definitely a frequent um, someone who's frequently invoked on the show and that is uh kai Rizdal. all right so the first question that i had 
when I listened to this clip again was what kind of car does Kyristal drive? <laughs> and so I got uh, the old Google fired up, not Ooh, thinking that I, I would actually. <laughs> yes, go ahead. I'm guessing I think he might be a BMW guy hmm. or an Audi. Well, I found uh, an article from Marketplace from 2011, and the actual content of the article is is not important. It was about cars, but it has a photo of a Kai Rizdal. He looks to be about 30 years old. And here's the caption. Marketplace host Kai Rizdal on cars. Wow, this makes me a little sad. Then... 1971 Oldsmobile convertible in photo, red, white top, went about a million miles an hour. Now, Honda minivan with 150,000 miles on it. Oh, wow. (laughs) So at least five years ago, he was driving a Honda minivan. Okay, that makes me happy, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I did not mention in this photo, the 30-year-old Kyra's doll is wearing a uh, Navy uniform. (gasps) And... um, Mirrored That's aviator shades. <laughs> and he he has what my friend refers to as Top Gun hair. Oh nice. <laughs> and I um I mean I, I have said before on this program that Kyra's doll is on my list based on his voice alone, but I didn't really know very much about him. And so Wikipedia says that he spent eight years in the Navy first flying a Northrop Grumman E-2 Hawkeye from the aircraft carrier USS Theodore Roosevelt, and later as a Pentagon staff officer. Then he got his MA in National Security Studies from Georgetown and joined the U.S. Foreign Service, serving in Ottawa and then Beijing. And I believe he speaks fluent Chinese. I can't remember if it's Mandarin or Cantonese. So I think what this means is that um, Luke's mockery of Kai Rizdal is based entirely on jealousy. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was true just of the radio career, actually. Yes, I think you're, I think we're not the only people who have had a voice crush on Kai Rizdal in the past. Yes. <laughs> and have you seen his tweets lately? I mean, I'm not on Twitter, I but for some reason... I have not been following I... him on Twitter. I caught one of one of his tweets, and then I went and looked at his Twitter feed. Uh, he says some pretty incendiary stuff. He is not afraid to put his political opinions out there. I will have to follow him. I've been listening. He's got a new podcast. I've been listening to that. I meant to check that out. What is it about? It's about political things. So they take a topic. Oh. It's called, I think, Make Me Smarter or something like that. Um, and they... So the first one, they've only done two now. And the first one, they had um, different listeners calling in from both sides of the political spectrum, talking about things they want the other side to know. And then um, I haven't listened to the second one yet, but it's a little more informal. They kind of talk back and forth and um, make fun of each other a little bit. So it's a little less polished marketplace, but it's still produced. I'm going to add it to my feed. (laughs) And I will say, I'm looking at Kai Ristall's Twitter feed. Now, you're right. He is not afraid to take on the hot button issues. Mm-hmm. Just five hours ago, somebody tweeted at him today's article from Deadspin about whether or not Tim Tebow should actually be eating guacamole with a spoon. <laughs> yay or nay? Kai Ristall says, yay. 
They did talk about avocado in their podcast, too. (laughs) I guess he has strong feelings on the topic. (laughs) Well, as I ranted on Facebook recently at someone who was pro-Mexican wall, uh, it's okay if poor people can't get avocados in the future of America. It's the stuff we import about cars and medical technology that I'm worried Mm. about. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. Boy, I'm going to follow Kyra yeah, doll. Too. I'll put the link in the show notes, everybody. And not that you need it. His handle is Kyra's doll. Whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, we could talk about Kyra's doll forever. At least Ellen and I could. Yes. <laughs> I'm tingling. I'm enjoying it too. Don't worry. He's a he's a handsome, beautifully voiced man. <laughs> okay, Mike. I have to admit something. Yes. I have I had no idea before this who Kai Rizdal was. Yeah, you don't listen to public radio, right? No, no. That's one of my um quiet shames. I just kind of smile and nod when people are talking about public radio gossip, but mm-hmm. and I suffer through when um they do a deep dive on it. I had no idea who he was. I Googled him. He's tall and handsome. He's definitely Anne's type. He does have a voice that people that I could see. Well, you know what you know what he sounds like because Luke fucking nails it like a motherfucker every time. It's hilarious to me. I have heard a lot of Kai Rizdal. Um, I'd listened to him at work for probably six years. Uh, he just came on at the right time slot, and um, it's a it's an okay show. I, there was some so, some things that interest me more than others. I'm not like a stock and stocks and bonds guy, but they would have interesting consumer and retail. Um, consumer products and uh, restaurant talk, something, some things like that. So, I've I've heard a lot of him, and Luke's impression slays me. Um, it's dead on. I think I think they are right that it comes from a place probably of professional jealousy that Luke does the impression, but that doesn't make it any less funny to me. Um, and if I remember right, we got in trouble with Luke a little bit over this and i think it's because we tweeted from our show account or and tagged kai in it yeah yeah and with a mm-hmm. with a link to the show <clears throat> maybe even a, a timestamp or something i don't know mm-hmm. what we did but uh but luke wasn't happy about it because um i think if he were friends you know real life friends with kyra's doll like if if Luke had been doing an impression of Chris Hayes or Mike Pesca or something. I don't think he would have been, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if we didn't, you know, he did an impression and then we tweeted about it. But I think he thought it would come off as mean. Um, oh, I don't right. think when I when when I first heard that Luke was mad, I was a little surprised because having listened to so much of Kyra's doll, he's very unflappable. He's very easygoing guy. And I think you would think it was really funny. But. And when you're in Luke's position, I understand that you don't want to take those chances at a bunch of goofballs right. over at Little Red Bandwagon, you know, <laughs> screwing up some, you His know, maybe the producers at Marketplace right? would be mad about it and they know other right. people in positions of power or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, I forgot that we'd ever been in trouble with it, with TVTL at any point, but I remember that one being a little bit like Luke wanted us to back the fuck off. <clears throat> Um, I do love the uh, dazzling deet that he drives a Honda minivan. 
Yeah. And secondly, that he's on Anne's uh, laminated list. Yeah. I mean, I wonder where he is. Um, do we know who all five of them are? We know two of them are. Just, yeah, we know two. I'd like to know her whole list. Yeah, we're going to find that out. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to find that Maybe out. Maybe we should and... have another poll where people tell us who's on their list. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I I only have a couple on that I can think of right off the bat, but it'd be fun to think of three more ladies. Um <laughs> I think so, I think I might have pondering. gotten in trouble because I had Sean DeTori on mine, and um, oh. Jeremy said I, I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think we have to make the stipulation that it's people you don't know, you've never met. Oh. You know what I mean? Because that yeah, it gets hurtful. You know, like <laughs> Emily says, our across the street neighbor. You know, oh right. okay. Well, you see, that's very possible. It's very possible, and I don't like <laughs> it's that. Very possible, right? <laughs> It's the possible part that gets her, her very hurt. Uh, I mean, it some... could be happening right now. I mean, you never know, right? Oh, I know, I know, I know. Well, she's she's told me, you know, there there are three three men uh, in our lives that we see regularly that you know she she said she would have no problem getting with. So this is not news to me, and, but I think she would not tell me if anything were actually going to go on, you know, like she would never mention the dude. Right. Right. It's the yeah, dude the she fir- doesn't mention that you need to be careful. Of. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's Sancho, you know, that right. it's not these, any of these three guys that I need to worry about. Uh, I knew because I listened to marketplace that he drives that Honda minivan. Cause he talks about it all the time. Oh, okay. But I would have guessed, like, just from the kind of guy he is, he's a Land Rover guy, like, all the way, mm-hmm. you know? He looks like a Land Rover guy. He just does. Mm-hmm. He just does. Like, you get out of a Land Rover and you go, that's about right. Like, when a douchebag yep. gets out of a BMW and you're yep. like, yep. Or <laughs> or, or a, a lowlife gets out of, a like, a Dodge Avenger. You know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I knew it wasn't going to be a, a nice middle-aged lady getting out of the Dodge Avenger. It's just yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> Some mention of 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 uh, Tim Tebow eating guac with a spoon. I don't know if I remember this, but that's disturbing. You don't eat guacamole yeah. with a spoon. It's a is, you got to get some carbs in there. Come on. Well, is he on his grind? Is that? I don't know. Well, he looks great. Tim Tebow's in fucking great mm-hmm. shape. I makes me dislike him even more. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guac with a spoon. As if we needed another reason to dislike Tim Tebow. Right. <laughs> All right, should we go to the next one? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, this was one of my favorites. This is when Anne did an impromptu quip commercial. <laughs> All right, we have plenty of more Throw Your Phones coming up in the rest of the recap. And uh, so uh, why don't we get into it? Oh, but first, I'd like to take a minute and talk to you about quip toothbrushes. Our good friends over at Quip. <laughs> toothbrush that was far too natural actually (laughs) have you ever looked at your sonicare and thought gosh that just seems so bulky i don't know if i want that in my bathroom yeah i could i might not be strong enough for this giant (laughs) giant sonicare that i have Uh, meredith you and i as as ladies we have these delicate wrists and like Mm, noodle weak arms how are we ever expected to hold our toothbrush to our teeth for two minutes true i i I really enjoyed that they pointed out the unique feature of the Quip toothbrush, and that is the two-minute timer, 30-second intervals. 
that my sonic hair has had for the last yeah i don't can't even remember how many years revolutionary now yeah <laughs> like men like you are very manly and strong so yeah holding it up to your mouth is not a problem for the amount of time but you're really interested in design you want something that's <laughs> sleeker and and better looking and more artisanal in your bathroom probably and then i could then i could just take my sonicare and start doing doing curls with it you know repurpose it <laughs> right yep and so what they say about quip is that it's like brushing your teeth with an iphone which i think is a visual that's very helpful for all of us well if you stir your drink with one why not brush your teeth with one mm. absolutely so uh oh let me say never ever ever go to getquip.com unless you want it to show up in all your Facebook feeds and oh, all your no. side-scrolling ads and all your pop-up things on everything you ever look at. <laughs> Quip, they're on their their social media game. Yep, but I wanted to see exactly how much this would cost. We all know just $5 every three months for replacement heads. So it looks like if you get a single Quip, it's just $60 per annum to brush my teeth with something that definitely does not look like a vibrator. <laughs> Well, now, now I got to go look. <laughs> Getquip.com. I really should have done that in the middle of something. Right. We're in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, you did, You chose a really good time, unfortunately. <laughs> I got to work on that. And stole my comedic tone. And <laughs> I, did, can't, sure. I can't be mad at that because she did it better than I ever have done it. Um, just the, the sarcasm was just dripping through my earbuds when she was talking about the, all the advantages, the benefits, features, and advantages of the quip thing. And I did look up the, uh, the product and it does look like a little pocket rocket. So. <laughs> it does. Did you well, look it up too? Yeah. I, well, I already had it on my spammed all over my Facebook before I even looked it up. So oh, okay. I had seen it. Um what I love is that she didn't tell you guys that it was coming. No. And you you kind of were like, ha ah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Or like, oh no. And then <laughs> it became apparent what she was doing. And I think that made it even more funny. Um Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean I would have been happy to clear out, you know, and let her <laughs> and let her do it in the clear, you know, because because we definitely could have like submitted it to at least Andrew would have got a real kick right. out of it. <laughs> but but yeah, she was. I just felt like I wanted to get in on the comedy that she was <laughs> she was laying out there, and Meredith was great. Yeah, I, I just love it because I've heard these. Of course, all these products go through the rounds, right? So I've heard these commercials from going around when she's like. Ladies are just too weak for the Sonicare. Who wants right. to carry that giant bulky thing? And and men like, love design. It's uh -huh. like brushing your teeth with an iPhone. <laughs> I think I think if I held my iPhone up to my teeth and like just told you turned it on silent and told you to keep calling me till my teeth were clean. <laughs> it would be just as good as Quip. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Oh, I man. I just don't get after these subscription things because I no. feel that, and I mean, this is unfound because I don't do it, but I just feel like I'll end up with 
345 razors and yeah. toothbrush heads. Yeah. Or my teeth are dirty and I don't have any. And now I have this weird vibrator toothbrush that you can't buy in the store. You can't run to Target to get the replacement mm-hmm. head for it. It's right. I, I don't know. I That's can't. how they get you. Subscription-based businesses, <laughs> you know. They sell you the product, which is fine. The product, you know, they may even take a little bit of a hit on the margin, you know, on the product just to get you in the door. And then they've got you delivering this thing that you forget to cancel over and over and over. And with the brush heads, it's even more insidious because you have plenty of room in your house to just put them. You know, you put them under the counter and, and you could stack up like 25 of them before they start to take up any significant space. So you never think to cancel it. Like if you were on like a, a paper towel um you know monthly delivery and it was more than you needed after the second month you'd be like jesus christ i gotta stop this because i have no more room in my garage right so we need to start stocking the hotels with them (laughs) right just put a roll on the counter just for ann's sake just to make her feel better because um because she doesn't like that they have to clean as many towels i guess you know i don't know um yeah, Anne really stole my tone there, and but I was enjoying it so much, so much. Mike, I think that you need to come up with a subscription-based um, product to get people. I really should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. And it'll be the tiniest, whatever it is, is the such a <laughs> tiny part that it will just disappear, be out of your sight, out of your mind. So the next month when you got one, you're like, ah, forgot to cancel that again. <laughs> God damn it! That was another seven ninety five. And meanwhile, right. I'm 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 uh, I'm on my artificial legs skiing down <laughs> gold doubloons, just sleeping in piles of money. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, good. you could make new legs out of dollars, just like crumpled up dollars. Right, right. Mike <laughs> needs ideas on this one for sure. Oh, good. Wait for that clip show. <laughs> well, speaking of dental hygiene. Um, the next clip comes to us courtesy of uh, Luke and his seeming disregard for the listeners. All right, yeah. let's go to the weekend review for real. Monday, number 2495. Are you ready for some swimming? I'd like to preface this discussion by saying that we've had some criticism in the past that we may be a little too harsh on Luke and Andrew. Um, some really well put criticism from a good friend of the show who I believe said that they felt like sometimes we were bringing the heat but not the light, which I took very much to heart and I've tried to be very positive. So I would like to say with all peace and love, if you are a person who thinks that we are too harsh on Luke and Andrew, you're going to want to fast forward about five minutes or so because <laughs> I have some things to say. If about, your phone still works, that about is. About these whitening <laughs> fucking mouth guards. <laughs> Let's start off with the throw your phones on that. We did get quite a few from Don. Luke, are you fucking kidding me with the tooth whitening on air? I want to punch your teeth out of your head. The, oh. I know, it's a very extreme response. Crit said... The first 15 minutes of Monday's show where Luke's trying on or wearing his tooth whitening trays in his mouth and talking all about it may be the most aggressive begging me to stop listening to the show that I've heard yet. Yet I still listen. It's insane that there have been 2,500 shows. Of course, not all of them are so goddamn pointless. At least that's what I tell myself. (laughs) And then I think Joel had the most concise comment 
the teeth whitening thing, the whole fucking thing. That's all. When we started talking about this in the chat, and I said that this was so terrible, um, it was Phyllis who was sort of thinking that I meant because I was grossed out by it. And she's like, well, yeah, I listened to the Howard Stern producers talk about their diarrhea, so my bar is a little lower (laughs) or higher, whichever, for grossness. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not mad because I thought it was gross, because I don't care. It doesn't bother me when people eat on the air. I don't have the misophonia or anything. This upset me because it was so unprofessional. This is a person who is paid by a large media corporation to speak content into a microphone and make a recording and sell, send it mm-hmm. out to people who pay for it, who support it. And this is what he did. This is such lack of respect for the people who listen to his show. I like, I don't even, what's the point? And he didn't do it because it was funny or interesting or brought anything to the conversation. He did it because he just got the dental whitening kit and he wanted to use it right away. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want to do it in the car on the way to the airport, which he was just about to go. He would have had plenty of time to do it, but but uh, he couldn't, it was either either like being a little kid with a new toy and you can't wait, or he didn't, he thought he would be embarrassed to do that in a lift car <laughs> and not in front of all of us. You know, it's, it's the show off demon versus the embarrassment. He doesn't even like to talk to his lift drivers, though. <laughs> he had to talk to us, like contractually obligated to yeah. talk to us. Or here's yeah. a thought. Do it yeah. in your hotel room. When you get to where and talk you're going. to nobody, yeah, I, it's crazy to me that he thought that this was acceptable in any way, and it annoyed me that he was somehow thinking that he had to do it right now because one application was going to make his teeth glistening white for his <laughs> sure. TV gig the next day, and then he drank a cup of coffee immediately after taking them out. Yeah, he just undid all the work he maybe did. Well, that stuff doesn't taste good. You want to wash it out of your mouth with some delicious coffee. Some delicious cold coffee. <laughs> well, yeah. Christy said that she has done that exact same whitening treatment. And she says, it says in the directions, don't drink coffee or red wine afterwards. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. not that we're pretending or, or probably that he... ever if if you want to keep your teeth <laughs> pristine. Right. So he came up with the stupid idea, born of vanity, that he forced on the show that he knew was stupid because he said this is probably going to make some people mad that Andrew was clearly uncomfortable with and didn't mm-hmm. want him to do then said oh well it's too late now I might as well do it for the next 20 minutes no it's not too late you could have taken him out and then within 30 seconds he did something to completely undo any benefit he may have got for it and I just think that that is totally <laughs> and completely unacceptable and if I was a donor of the day for that day I would want my money back, frankly. This is the first time I've ever thought, why am I paying for this? You know, Mm -hmm. they can talk about whatever they want to talk about. They can talk about poop. They can talk about pet stuff. They can talk about house stuff. They can talk about smoking and anxieties about life. And that's fine. I don't get to dictate that. But the manner in which this was presented really made me angry. And it made me think, why am I listening to this? And so I'm really upset and really disappointed. Oh, God, I sound like my mom. 
clearly in from the throw your phone moments, your reaction. Um, and we, we got an email from someone who is a very close friend of the show has appeared on this show multiple times who is quitting yeah. TBTL, not LRB, but quitting TBTL. And it, not necessarily because of that specific incident, but because of frustration from the way they've been handling themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, sounds like it was the last straw for this listener. Yeah. And, but what, and your response to, to that listener was really great. And I think one thing that I took away from it is um, if there were a way for them to just take down their defensiveness mm-hmm. for a minute, but you said you, you, you felt that their defensiveness is rooted in insecurity. So it's never going to be down. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, it's like how many people use humor as a defense mechanism. Like if I make fun of myself first, then other people can't make mm-hmm. fun of me. And so they spend mm-hmm. so much time criticizing themselves and talking about how lame they are and how stupid this is. And they can't believe that anybody listens that I think it's so deeply rooted inside them, that sense of insecurity that if anybody from the outside actually confirms those deep fears, they just can't, they can't allow that to be said, or it just confirms all that roiling sadness and fear inside them. And that's terrible. And I speak from a place of experience with that. That's why I'm in therapy. Well, you know, you know what I've noticed, too, is when, when they say those things about themselves and about the show, I hear them enough times, I start to believe them. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you hate this so much. Should, why am I liking it? Like, why am I listening to this? Maybe I shouldn't do that anymore. Like, they need to stop doing that. It's 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 a real letdown. Yep. And if this was still an independent podcast and it was just Luke and Andrew scratching it out at the margins, then whatever. But they have a real chance here with APM. I don't see them doing anything to really build listenership. And I fear that stuff like this is going to drive people away. And I tell you what, if I was Steve Nelson or Nate Toby or whoever, and I was looking to add a daily podcast to my lineup and I was presented with this tooth whitening thing, I would pass. Mm -hmm. And I just, Mm -hmm. I don't, I think, I think that their position is precarious enough that they need to try to put out a a better product at this point. Yeah. The, um, I know I've said before that, uh, I, that Luke doesn't take criticism. Well, I've never offered any, um, criticism or suggestions about the show to Andrew, but Luke, you know, for example, this was many, many years ago when, um, I think Jen was doing the show on Skype and they were doing listener birthdays. And I just, I didn't care for it. So I sent an email to Luke, you know, and, and, and it wasn't even about that, but, but I threw that in. I'm like, man, this birthday stuff, are we, are we really doing this? <laughs> right. And such a defensive reaction. Is that what started too. all that? Because I remember hearing him say, like, I know everyone hates this. Probably. Yeah. Cause it was got, probably just you making one an email. comment that you didn't love it. <laughs> right. Good one email Lord. from me, just like, this is fragile. Pointless. You know, <laughs> if you're going to name people, name the people that contribute to your show, you know, yeah. rather than just somebody who happened to 
age, you know, which we're all doing. And so, and they have said several times now since they coined that term, the most fragile men in podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because you say it doesn't mean it's okay. Doesn't mean you shouldn't try to change it. You know, like they're yeah. celebrating it instead yeah. of working on it. Yeah. It's not a positive quality. It's great that you've acknowledged it and you know it, but now you got to take steps to fix it. I mean, do you want to have this show? Do you want to run this business or not? I just, I, that would be some interesting podcasting too, listening to them talk about how they've tried to change. <laughs> you know, there's so little going on in their lives right now. <laughs> like that would make for some interesting content, I think. Well, yeah, like Andrew, outside of working on TBTL, I mean, he's basically a, a shut in. Yeah. And I know I'm kind of a shut in as well, and I I, I couldn't sustain. Oh God, <laughs> sustain no! Seven eight hours a week of talking, talking about, about nothing. My life. Yeah. Right. I can't come up with one story for this show. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, you guys, know how hard it is to to unload the dishwasher when you're in a wheelchair. Let's do about twenty five <laughs> minutes on that. Amazon won't stop sending me toilet paper I didn't order. Oh, so frustrating, right? <laughs> All right. Um, so, in a nutshell, that was the tooth whitening issue. I'm going to mm-hmm. be happier now. I'm going to pull the nose up on that negativity train, and we're going to go mm-hmm. forward and appreciate TBTL and hope that they can make some changes. I don't know. Okay. This rant um, – well, I don't even know if it was a rant. It's not like her other ones. Right. This – this was well-deserved, and I have tended towards the listeners who think that LRB recaps can be a little negative, um, but this was well-deserved. I was even cringing while he had those in because he had so many opportunities. You guys brought them up. He could have done it in the hotel. He could have done it in the Uber. He could have done it the second he got it and then had an hour and a half drive by himself from Bellingham to Seattle. He could have done it all those times. And even Andrew, if you go back and listen to the original clip, even Andrew was not liking this situation. He's like, oh, we're doing this. Okay. So we're actually doing this like a couple times. Mm -hmm. And then just not being able to talk and just the total disregard for the listeners at that point. And he, I, I feel like he had a little bit of anxiety about the show that was coming up and the prep and everything, but that's not, that's not how you do this. I have to ask you, Christy, um, you were not on that recap. No. But was that one of those moments when you were listening to the show where you were like, I might want to try to get in on this recap just because I I need to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think so. I just was having my own feelings. And I think I wrote to you guys, I, she talked about how I had those exact same teeth whitening years ago. And you're not supposed to drink red wine or coffee. Yeah. And you're just not supposed to. And in fact, I rarely drink coffee. But if I do pop in and get a Starbucks every now and then, I drink it with a straw because of just that implanting oh, yeah of the memory of coffee and red wine stain your teeth and it's hard to get out. There's so, a good use of straws. I never right. thought I'd say that in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you, uh, just him doing that and then 
not only delete like rinsing it out with coffee just that was so terrible and it probably tasted nasty because that stuff is just like gelled up peroxide and other kind of chemicals so it probably tasted gross and had a weird texture i don't know yeah i was i was very disappointed in that i don't know if i'm more disappointed by that the teeth whitening or when he admitted that he deletes everyone's emails oh yeah (laughs) like which of those things were more disappointing i don't know (laughs) yeah uh i don't take outside of when i'm getting an amputation and then when i'm listening to those shows i'm so drugged up i really don't care what anybody's talking about um i don't take many recaps off so i don't have this problem a lot but i think after the teeth whitening thing or like you said the email thing i i don't know i just sending in a throw your phone moment might not be enough for me i might have to just <laughs> flex my muscles say hey guys i know you're trying to give me the week off here but right. i got to i got to get in on this bullshit cuz it is right some bullshit one of the things that they talked about is Meredith talked about a really good point which was when they keep um deprecating themselves over and over and over, you start to believe it. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the show, but then if they don't love the show, then why do I love the show? Why I'm am I giving to... money to this? <laughs> it's kind of like when you are dating someone and then they or they start to lack confidence or, mm-hmm. you know, confidence is attractive. And they're sometimes they don't have that. And they that aspect of the show is not attractive. It's funny once in a while to cap on yourselves and say, you know, like we do on, on our show. We all have our weaknesses and, and our blind spots. Sometimes I can't even remember what my notes mean, you know, that kind of shit. <laughs> but overall, I think I'm decent at doing this show. And otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it, you mm-hmm. know? If I think – people, I hate doing things I suck at, you know? There are lots of things that I'm good at that I hate doing. But everything I suck at, I hate doing. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I I wonder um, – so you have – this like okay i'm i'm angry about this okay i need on the recap what would it take for you to then send an email you mean send an email to uh luke or andrew mhm and say okay guys um i i think i'm past ever sending anything to luke again because of the reaction i got the one time i did criticize a segment <laughs> of the show um yeah he was flat out angry right out of the gate about was that it. the birthday yeah Okay. Which is a pretty indefensible segment. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jen even agreed. It was like... Right, what? right. Because like every day that they did it, she, you could hear it in her voice. She's like, oh, yeah. Okay. And you know when Jen is saying a segment isn't good? Like she lives for segments. Right, right, right. <laughs> Structure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're living with this is this is structure, but this is a crumbling structure. This is a uh, mummy designed tiny house um, <laughs> of a structure. Well, what I'd like to know, I mean, what I thought was interesting is Anne said this was the very first time that she's wanted a, she would have asked for a refund from her mm-hmm. TBTL donation. And let's also keep in mind that they have forgotten to name her for two years. They haven't given her her shout out. So for this, like, like that's a big thing. And what I'd like to see is um, just for my own um, interest is how donations go up and down throughout the year and what spurred that. What's what spawned the uh, deletion? 
I think no no one more than Anne should be should feel personally attacked by by TBTL because not only were the these these other incidents that you know affect us all like the email thing and the and the teeth whitening thing they on a separate occasion attacked shipped baked goods um which <laughs> I can tell you right now I can't stop thinking about the baked goods that I have in my refrigerator that I will be <laughs> having from Anne uh, right after we finish recording this podcast. I'm going to be more for us. <laughs> I know, but but uh, I mean, if they're not thanking her, they insult baked goods. They don't. Uh, Luke deletes all his his emails and uses it for his uh, spam account. Um, the attack just then on he science. His teeth on the air. Oh yeah, that's true, <laughs> and they. And they don't understand science. So, and God bless you that you're still listening. <laughs> All right. So let's go to one of my favorite clips and a fan favorite. Yeah. Which is Anne finally gets to tell her dream catcher. Mike didn't let you tell your dream catcher on the show. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, now we got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> And you have no idea. I don't know if I've been passing these to you, but because um, it used to be just me that got the throw your phone moments, but now we all get them and I would forward them. But you don't know how many people have messaged me and said, let Ann talk. Let <laughs> Ann tell her story. I will. How much do I have to donate to get Ann to tell her story? And I My always just say, catcher. <laughs> your, yeah, your dream catcher. And I just keep saying, just wait. Don't tell Mike, but just wait. Your time is coming. And today's the day. And the thing of it is, it's not that Mike told me that I couldn't tell my dream catcher. He said that I could, but that I'd have to think about the consequences if I did it. You what know, does that I would even have mean? to weigh the costs and benefits. And what it made me think of is when I was 15 and I told my mother that I didn't want to take piano lessons anymore. And she's like, well, it's your decision. But if you quit piano, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. Do you? Well, I kept taking them till I was 18. (laughs) (laughs) Because I got scared. I was like, wait, it's my mom. What if what if she's right? What if I do what? regret it? And so I kept wasted the next three years. No, it wasn't a waste. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like this is the same thing. Mike's telling me that I can make whatever decision that I want to, but... Right. And when a convicted felon tells you, well, there's going to be some consequences, you kind of have to sit back and wait or think about that, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... But what do, what does that even mean? What could the consequences be of you telling a dream? Well, let's see. Worst case scenario, our download numbers could plummet as everyone stops <laughs> listening to the show simultaneously. But I maintain that if people did not tune out after the eight-minute dream catcher he told, right? I'm probably safe. I mean, it was like a month or two later. He told a long... I can't even tell you what it was about because I fell asleep as soon as he said I had a dream. (laughs) And I'll tell you Uh. that if only the three people or five, I don't even remember the handful of people that have written to us to, and said, let Anne speak. If they're the only ones that listen, I don't care because they're my favorites. 
I have to tell you, I stand by this dream. I will tell this dream to anyone, and I think it will get a good response. All right, let's hear your long-awaited dream catcher. All right, here we go. I had this dream many, many years ago. I believe I was in college. In the dream, I had just had a baby. And I was standing in the hospital in an empty hallway, and I was cradling in the, the baby in my arms. And then the baby turned into a giant corn dog. What? Okay, more questions than answers. Wait, How I'm not done. Giant? Is it the size of the baby? Baby-sized corn dog, stick coming out the end. Obviously, this corn dog is very hot because it's just been cooked, right? right? So it's burning the skin on my arms. So I grab it by the stick and hold it up. And after a minute, I think, ah, what the hell? And I take a big bite out of it. And I start chewing. And then I think, oh my God, no, this isn't really a corn dog. This is my baby. I'm cannibalizing my baby. And so I lay it back down in my arms quickly. And this is the best part. I turn the corn dog so that the bite is facing me so that nobody will be able to see <laughs> that I bit my corn dog baby. <laughs> and then. I walked down the hall looking for someone to help me. And that was the entire dream. That's, oh my gosh, corn dog baby. <laughs> Christy, what does that dream say about me? You were hungry when you went to bed. I guess I was. <laughs> it's a few months. You had this, you've had this a while ago or else I'd say you're excited for the Minnesota State Fair. Could be. Well, I'm always excited for the Minnesota State Fair. Um... I don't, I don't know. I mean, I need to know, were you still cuddling it? Were you yeah. still like, was it wrapped in a blanket? No. Still? Nope. Mm -mm. Oh. It's just and a big corn dog. You didn't eat it with mustard or anything? No. Mm -mm. Did it taste good? I don't remember having any complaints about it. <laughs> what do you think it means? I don't know, because I'm not particularly attached to corn dogs as food. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't pass up a corn dog at a state fair, but it's nothing that I ever crave. Um, I was feeling my biological clock tick a little bit at that time. Mm -hmm. So that could have had some sort of influence on that. But uh, other than that, I couldn't tell you. But I woke up and I laughed and I've been laughing about that dream ever since. <laughs> it's amazing. I now want someone to draw some kind of art of you holding a baby, but its face is eaten off. No! Oh, a corn dog, and it's happy. A corn dog baby, yeah. <laughs> I like that you said, no, 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 a corn dog baby. As if right. that's a thing. <laughs> that's an amazing dream. I'm very excited that you had that. And I bet that Mike is feeling really regretful that he did not get to hear it firsthand. I really felt this show was more or less a, a hour and a half of a personal attack on me, <laughs> an assault on my on my beliefs and my value system. Um, but it was pretty great. It was pretty great <laughs> when she turns the corn dog baby over so that no one will see the bite. <laughs> 
I mean, that's pretty solid. This dream was better. I mean, because she said, well, I want to tell my dream. And then you stopped her. And then it just kept building up. Like, um, Anne and I had this secret plan to do this. And we did it all behind your back. And no, I don't even think anyone knew about it. I think just the two of us did it. And the dream was so much better than I could ever have imagined. And not only is it a fan favorite, we had tweets about it. We have actual uh, art that was made <laughs> in memory of yep, it. And now yep. she has a canvas print. This this was so amazing. <laughs> when I quote unquote stopped her from telling the story, I was doing that for comedic value. <laughs> I fully intended to let her tell the story or have her tell the story. But then... She thought I was serious and just didn't tell it. And then and then I was such an asshole. <laughs> but look what came out of it. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it spawned something even greater. And again, she's everyone's favorite. So everyone became anti-Mike pro-Anne. Let her tell yeah. her dream. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you, you and Anne, but particularly you... Pretty hard on my Dreamcatcher story, but I can tell you there was one person who was a super fan and P1 of that story, and that is uh, Meredith, because she was in the whole thing. And when you're in the dream, you're the only other person. Exactly. That's the only time when someone else wants to hear your dream. (laughs) Right. Is when they're about you. That now starring. Color me interested now. (laughs) Right. Unless you're going to get mad at me about it, which is right. what happens to uh, exactly <laughs> to Luke from Vanessa later on in that show. Because that was the last clip on our list, so I I just left it on and and listened while I was getting my notes together. <laughs> and and uh, wow, that's that's pretty great. Maybe maybe we can play that um, as an Easter egg today. That the the one the one with Vanessa because. Oh. Um, <laughs> Because that's worth a re-listen. Because Luke is clearly very frustrated that his yes. dreams are being, her dreams are being held against him in oh, real yeah. life. That should have been a red flag to break up right away. <laughs> I know, I know, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um. So all in all, what did you think? So we should also set set the stage is that you it was the week this came out the week of the TBTL picnic. So you were kind of already feeling a little bit sad that you couldn't come. Mm-hmm. And then we assault you with this oh, yeah. attack, as you say. <laughs> yeah. And Anne Anne says at the top of that Dreamcatcher show, she says that you know, he, she mentions that she's in Seattle with the whole LRB crew. Yeah. And that made me really sad. Because you just didn't matter. Is that how yeah, you feel? Yeah. Like, um, well, not only, yeah, not only is this show specifically designed to cap on me, uh, but but I'm being dismissed from the whole crew. I couldn't take it. And, and everybody was actually in Seattle and I wasn't. So hmm. Someday. <sighs> yeah, someday. I'm going to have another, another leg soon. So I'll be there someday. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else to say about corndog babies? <laughs> I... I I wish that I did. I I think I couldn't <laughs> wait for Emily to hear it. I think I told her the corn dog baby story before she had oh. even listened to the podcast, which I feel bad about. But when you hear a story like that, you have to tell somebody. <laughs> it's so great, and we had so many people come up to us at the picnic and just say corn dog baby, like that's all, or <laughs> sending me things like 
I I I want to get this stuffed animal for Anne, but it won't be here in time. Like, <laughs> oh, they were designing corn a corn dog baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw one of those companies at least pitch on Shark Tank. You know, they'll make your they'll make whatever. You just draw it, and they'll make it or whatever. And and I, and I should have been thinking, yeah, corn dog baby, because you know you just can't get that at Walmart. You're going right. to have to get somebody to make that because nobody else has ever thought that in their life. Right. <laughs> but if she had it to do again, when she just, you know, splurts a little mustard on there. Or, right. You, know, you got to have to have mustard. Yeah. Some <laughs> some of the some of the yellow mustard. That's my favorite yeah. with the corn dog is the yellow. Yeah. Does the mustard um, negate some of the guilt? Yeah. And if it's a, eating your baby, if it's a corn dog, if, if sorry, if it's a baby sized corn dog. Can you really get a good bite? Because the you're at least with my yeah. tiny mouth, you're not getting more than just breading with that first with that first bite. Right. But I like that she grabbed it by the stick after she realized it was burning her arm. That's how you want to hold your baby by the stick. Right. Right. <laughs> its neck is gonna break. You're right. holding it by you the have stick. To be careful. Now I want corn dogs. Jeez. I'm going to get a cookie after this. <laughs> Mine haven't arrived yet. Oh, so I can't. <laughs> so sorry. Yep. Thanks, USPS. Oh, done yeah. it again. Yeah. Where do you live anyway? Jesus Christ. You I've know. been to Linwood. I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was like almost Seattle adjacent, but it might as right. well be the Arctic Circle. Right. All right. Let's do some housekeeping to get us out of here. Um, check out our merch in the merch store. Specifically, the zip-up hoodie is amazing. It's I wear it all the time. It's nice and fluffy. It's really cool. And a lot of people um, stare at it and ask you questions. So there you go. Um. <laughs> hey, you know, I caught Emily staring at mine the other day. We were we were at a diner and she was just reading drops. Just reading. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think that Ellie looks at it and finds a new one all the time. And it just says it out loud and goes, I just need to know what that means. <laughs> if we had one, it would definitely have penis fingers on it. Oh, for sure. And pizza. Pizza <laughs> fingers and penis fingers. Right. Um, with the with the 10th anniversary show coming up, I'd really like to get the archive project into full swing because I don't know yet. I mean, we don't know any more than you guys know, which is the date. Um, but... In the past, when we've had shows like this, they have reached out to me to get clips and to find find certain things so that they can put together a quality 10th anniversary show. So if you want to help, um, send me an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. And, and then also, um, when you're buying stuff, it's already past Christmas or it's Christmas today, but you always buy stuff. So go to littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon and throw a couple pennies at us. And now that it's the new year, we'll definitely have a show where we read off the best, the best items. They don't let me look at that listing. I've, I've, I've been taken off the, the share on that because, <laughs> because I do a lot of wild speculation on, on not only who ordered what, but what they're doing with it. Right. So, right. No one so needs that. Don't don't worry about about my judgment anymore, because I'm an asshole. Uh, if you want to get involved with the show, uh, go to littleredbandwagon.com and uh, tell us what your clip is. And uh, if you can find it for us, but we can find it if you can't. <clears throat> um, throwyourphone.com is available to you. A lot of people take advantage of that. 
Facebook, our Facebook page um, is pretty active these days. Uh, the show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Go follow us there, and that way you'll never miss any releases or any time we get in trouble with uh, TBTL. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com if you want us to read anything uh, for you on the show or you just need desperately to tell us uh, some secrets. Voicemail or text 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. And with that, uh, Christy, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Anyway, um, <clears throat> this is awesome, not awesome, and I'm glad that Vanessa's here because um, we can talk a little bit about this, uh, what apparently is now an emerging trend, or it may not be emerging. It may have always been around. Maybe in the cave days, cave women were had crazy, angry thoughts uh, at their cave husbands, like now, by which I mean, I think it's not awesome. Come on! I personally feel it's not awesome, that I've been kind of in trouble for the last two days <laughs> because... Vanessa, tell me about this dream you had. Well, the thing is that it's on the heels of another dream in which you did something really bad, too. The first dream was we were at a party. Mary Louise Parker was there, and she was wearing this awesome camel-colored wool skirt and no top. <laughs> and he would not stop staring at her boobs. And at first, I was like, it's okay. They are amazing. You're right. It's totally natural to stare at them. But then he would not stop. And then a week later, I have this other dream. First of all, can I just, I hate to inject, well, like, what do we call it? Oh, the um, actual world that we live in into this. But, you know, I, that was a dream. I was not there. And also, I don't have a boob staring problem, per se, do I? <laughs> no, not. In real life, not on this. Because women don't walk around without their tops, but I bet if they did... Well, yeah, but I think they'd be asking for it at that point. Do you have <laughs> a Nancy party, Botwin thing? I don't know what that is. You know, you're a little into Mary Louise. Well, who's she... Who's who, what Was that a character she played? On Weeds. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Are you into Mary Louise a little bit? No. I mean, not, not any more than... Then I think I guess I think she's attractive or something. I think that Ioni Sky is much more attractive. <gasps> Well, anyway, moving okay, on. Moving so on. first I stared at her chesticles in a dream, yes. which, by the way, I need to remind you, is not the real world, but okay. <laughs> and then a few nights ago I had a dream where I was engaged to this guy I went to college with named Joe Kennedy, who's this really good friend of mine, and Luke was there and didn't even care. There Why was, didn't you care? There was no reaction. Because... It, it's not an actual world where I live or have any control over anything. It was inside her brain. That's probably why. I don't know. And why I why didn't I have a him. unicorn horn? Because <laughs> it was a dream. First of all, if I had a dream I married someone else, I probably wouldn't even tell you because you would find that hurtful that I had I had dreamed about marrying someone else. Well, I hadn't married him. I was engaged to him. Well, even so. It, you still had time to stop it. And then and you didn't.
That's where the hurt comes in. Yeah. I I can't I mean I thought this was like a funny joke, but what I can't believe is 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 how how common this is. I got an email from the listener Kate of the Green Lake Tents. I get mad at my boyfriend for things he does in my dreams all of the time. The last situation involved him telling me that I had a gigantic butt. I do not. But I was angry for 10 <laughs> minutes after I woke up. I put this observation up on my blog, and three different people, all female, wrote me that they do the same thing. My philosophy about it is this. While I'm not 100% justified in getting angry for stuff he does in my dreams, I can maybe be 45% justified because clearly I am upset about him doing something bad or else I wouldn't be dreaming about it, right? So is this what this is? Like you're 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 angry or you you feel like I'm not jealous enough or you feel like I wouldn't be upset <laughs> enough like in real life do you in real life have a concern that I wouldn't be upset enough about you getting engaged to someone else and so the, it, this is how it gets processed I don't know you know I think we also had the conversation where I asked you what you would in do real if life I or died with this dream in real time. life we were we were in the TV room and I asked you if you what you would do if I died and I think maybe I think it was actually probably the day before I had the dream what was my answer well you were like I'd be sad no that is not what I said I said I would totally not be okay like if you or Addie died I would have a really I would have a, a profoundly hard time going forward with my life it wouldn't be one of those things where it's like you know people die you move on I would be like <laughs> It would be some bib some Old Testament stuff going on. I'd be in like sackcloth and ashes and like rending my garments kind of stuff. There. That's more or less what I said. That well, no, that's that's not what you said. But see, that's Did a you great say it in answer. Your dream? Yeah, you said. It in your I was dreaming about Knight Rider, <laughs> who I'm pissed at. Topless Knight Rider, again. Coming, Michael. <laughs> You're not going to wear that, are you? Um. Jennifer, what's your version of this? Well, what happens to me is if there's a, fr a growing frustration, I will end up having a conversation with Jason about it in my mind where I play both parts. And by the end, I'm very, very frustrated with him for how he has behaved in the conversation. <laughs> and so then, like, this just happened uh, two days ago. I got in the car. We were coming to work. And I got in the car and I shut the door and I said, I'm really upset about this. And he said, what are you upset about? And I said, I am very upset because we have this whole situation where we have this mirror and I don't know how to get it off the wall and I need him to do it. And, I've, and I feel like he's not being proactive in getting this mirror off the wall. And so I was telling him this and he said, well, all you had to do was ask me. I'm like, I asked you and then you said to me that you can't take the mirror off the wall because if you take the mirror off the wall, you know, Jen's going to have specific ideas about that and I'll do it wrong and I won't do it right. And I, we had this and he said, we did not have that conversation. I'm like, well, we basically could have. Because I know you well enough to have known that that's what you would have said in the conversation. So, and I still stand by that. <laughs> we, didn't need to, we didn't need to have the conversation because I know what he'll say so I can just have it myself in my mind. I don't even, I don't even know how to respond to something like that. I feel like it's so nuts. And that, like if a guy's put that forward, it would be so uncool. But because, you know, you're girls... We're very intuitive, first of all, and instinctive as well. And so I think that I just know, I think women generally, when we live with a man, we know him very, very well. We know his thoughts even better than he does because men aren't usually that in touch with their inner life. I'm deeply but, in touch with my inner life. This whole show is about my inner <laughs> life. So, I mean, for the record. Well, I know Jason's inner life far better than he does. So I figure I can just figure out our issues myself 
by playing him and me. Man, this is deep. I wish that there was some kind of a brochure that you guys gave out before we all started getting <laughs> married and dating and living together and whatever it is we do. Because if I knew about some of this stuff, I think I would have maybe, you know, I don't know. I would, well, I think I, I just, I would like to go into it with my eyes open. I would just like to know that there's a good chance I'll be in trouble for dream fights. <laughs> just going into it, I, that's something I feel like I should know. That's fair, right? Well, I think if you guys want to make your brochure up as well, I mean, I think that you've gone into this entire conversation with this idea that women are crazy and men are sane. We're all equal crazy and equal sane. It's just in no, different areas. Guys are not guys are not insane. We're just selfish and we're basically selfish and lazy, but we're not insane. And women are generally hardworking and caring, but insane. That's what I think. Don't you don't you I mean Guys are just not nearly as complicated. I mean, this is so stretching into men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I apologize. But really and truly, I think most of the time when guys are, are behaving badly in a relationship, it's out of just kind of selfishness and mostly laziness, not wanting to change how they are as people or whatever. And I think that women are far more likely to really kind of amend their behavior and think long and hard about, like, how does this make the other person feel? And how can I do a better job of this and how can I and how can I help the other person change so we can there's a way more thought going into the relationship from the women who really want it to work and will usually not always but usually stick around for a long time but they're also way more prone to being crazy such as imaginary conversations and dream fights nailed it